0: Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can create an amazing business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Hello and welcome to My Business Playbook. It is so good to have you with me on this wonderful day. Now, I want to get straight down to business here because this conversation, I feel like you're really going to love this. But my first question for you is, have you ever taken one of those BuzzFeed quizzes? You know, the ones that like tell you like, which friend's character are you or what type of potato are you? (laughs) You know, like if anyone wanted to find out what type of potato they are, there's a quiz for that. And let me tell you, the results might shock you. I mean, personally, I haven't done the potato quiz. Um, I'm very important and busy and I don't know why I would do that quiz to find out what type of potato I am. But if I did do that quiz and find out exactly what type of potato I am, you know, I would think I'd be a sweet potato. (laughs) What? I don't know. Anyway, today we're talking about quizzes and I thought, let's bring in the big guns for this. So today we are joined by Shanti Zak. Now, Shanti is a growth strategist also affectionately known as the quiz queen. She helps brands and businesses to build an interactive ecosystem for their marketing and she does it through the power of the quiz. So if you want to double down on your email list building and you want to learn how to leverage this powerful marketing strategy that really, really works for building your list, then this conversation is a must- listen. We're talking about what makes a quiz convert like crazy, how to find the right type of quiz for your brand and Shanty's step-by-step method to create your dream quiz. It is so good. She is full of so, so much wisdom. So without any further ado, let's dive in to my conversation with Shanty Zach, the quiz queen. Welcome Shanti to the show. It is so good to have you with us today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. How are you today?
1: I am great, Laura. Thanks for having me.
0: It's my pleasure. You're our first Canadian guest, I think.
1: (gasps) Really? Yes. How exciting. I'll try to represent. I won't talk too much about maple syrup or (laughs) ice hockey. I don't know anything about ice hockey, so we're good.
0: We're good. We're good. And you don't have a particular penchant for uh, maple syrup?
1: Well, I do. I I have probably three massive jugs of maple syrup in my house at any given moment.
0: Oh, see, you know what I realized the other day? My family are, they do this weekly pancakes on a Saturday morning. And we realized that the kids, they don't even get real maple syrup. They get Maple flavored syrup, and so it's like the cheap and nasty stuff for the kids because they just like put it yeah. everywhere, and it's um, it's kind of no, gross. Guys, they they have to good it.
1: stuff for you guys.
0: One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Well, I'm so glad to have a fellow Commonwealth person on the show as well, which is always nice. Not that I really know exactly what the Commonwealth does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have like backdoor secret meetings where they do Commonwealth things.
0: Yeah, they do the the things that are related to the Commonwealth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, tell us about your business. What do you do and how did you start? Because you have such a cool story and you have a really cool niche. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I specialize in quiz funnels and interactive marketing and it happened quite randomly. I was working... As a copywriter in house, and I decided to try a quiz. We'd never we'd never run a quiz before. I had no idea what I was doing. And looking back, it's very cringe cringy quiz that I created, <laughs> but it worked amazingly well, better than anything else that we had ever tried. And um, so when I went off on my own, I thought. Why not try this in other industries with other, in other niches and see if it works the same way. And what, five years later, here we are. It works amazing in all these different industries with all levels of businesses, all different types of businesses. And now that's sort of my specialty. And it's
0: amazing because you've become this expert in quizzes, And what I love, and we were talking before we hit record, I love that you have niched down into, okay, this is my zone and this is what I really want to be known for. How did that actually come about? Like you were, you you were a copywriter. How did you kind of go, all right, well, this is, there's enough of a market here for me to just do this. What was that kind of process like for you?
1: Well, I was, when I first started copywriting, I thought I would specialize in wellness, and that was my sort of niche. But what I discovered, even with the wellness niche, is even that was not specific enough. Like, I was working with all different types of people under the same umbrella, and doing all the things under this umbrella, and even then still unable to really stand out and, you know, be known for something. So when I went and worked full time um, for another company, I knew that if I was ever to try the freelancing thing again, that I would need to be more specific. Like I would really need to hone in on the one thing that I knew I could just be a master at. So there was no point of total certainty. It was really scary. And I had, you know, a few different mentors who were telling me, like, go for it. No one else is doing this. So that was really helpful. But I think with any niche, you never really know 100% if it's going to be the thing, right?
0: Yeah. I think there's a lot of fear around, or maybe it's a scarcity thing of going, oh, crap, like if I... If I drill down into this one area, what happens if kind of the well dries up and like no one, what happens yeah. if this this is a fad or this is this kind of niche isn't isn't the right fit? I think it's interesting to kind of think, well, does it have to be your end destination? can Can you iterate and change as you go? But I yeah. think as business owners, we kind of think, no, 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 Whatever I'm doing right now, whatever I'm known for right now I will be known for forever (laughs) it's kind of we kind of pigeonhole ourselves a little bit it's it's strange
1: yeah absolutely I always think of Marie Forleo and how before she was in the online business world and teaching that stuff she, she she was like a dating expert was she yeah she she has she has a book on I think it's I think it's dating. Yeah, right. That's amazing
0: because, and, and that's the thing, it's like this thing of you. we're always changing. So it kind of takes the pressure off the niche thing because I think it's a very, like, everyone's kind of like, oh, I need to figure out my niche. And and I've gone on this journey a little bit too because I had a, a coach say to me, you're too broad. Like you need to be, you need to be clear on your niche. And so I'm a kind of, I have, started on this journey of oh okay how do i niche down and is this the final kind of end goal that i want to be and and i think it you just keep iterating and refining yeah. and and yeah so then you've you worked as a copywriter in house and then you've launched a business and you've worked with some incredible online business experts like you've worked with Amy Porterfield Jenna Kutcher all of these like big names and they go to you for their quizzes. Talk to me. How did how did that come about? H- has that been quite organic? And yeah, like how did how did that process kind of work for you?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think if I am like retracing my steps that I can find, you know, like maybe like two or three key relationships that then formed connections with all these other people and yeah. really the power of relationships is so underrated. People yeah. don't talk about it that much. It's just this unsaid thing, but I was in a few, you know, different masterminds and courses and communities and that spurred so many opportunities, even podcasts, actually, it was a big yeah. part of, of opening those doors because Like I remember I pitched John Lee Dumas to be on Entrepreneurs on Fire, like right at the beginning when I really didn't have any idea what I was doing. I didn't even know if the quiz thing was gonna fly. But I had that one great case study that I from what I did with the company I was working with full time. And so I used that in my pitch and and he like replied personally and was like, Okay, cool, like let's skip you to the front of the line usually people wait like six months to get on but this was a great pitch like come on get on the show so we recorded the episode and then after he was like sounds like what you're doing is really cool like I'd love to work with you on that so like even stuff like that so there were a few different podcasts that I was on where
0: that helped you I wrote uh, a really
1: good pitch and then that was the that was the starting point
0: That's incredible. And so then in your journey, and and we're going to get into some practical tips around quizzes because I know that everyone listening is like, get to, like, I want to hear the tips because (laughs) I know your approach to this is really unique and really, really powerful. And I'm really excited to kind of pick your brains on this. But in your journey, just one more question on this. In your journey as like building a business and, and really growing your personal brand And, you know, going from working full time, freelancing to actually going selling courses and having an agency on the side. What are the things you've learned along the way? Like what have been your missteps that you've taken that you feel like, oh my gosh, by doing that, I've actually grown my business. Have you had any moments where you've been like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? How how has this even happened?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, the whole course thing was really hard for me to actually take action on. I think we all say like, oh, I'd love to have a course and yeah. be able to, you know, teach more people and impact more lives in that way. And also have a a source of revenue that's not time bound, but it's really scary and really intimidating. And, you know, as an introvert, and someone who just like, I don't know, I feel like I'm just like a regular gal and like you need <laughs> to be super special to have a course or something. That's what I always thought. So I resisted it for so long and there were people reaching out constantly being like, do you teach this stuff? Where can I learn from you? And for so long, I was like, "Ah, I'm working on something behind the scenes. And I think altogether, I procrastinated for like two years. And I hired one coach for like, I was like, 25 grand or something to help me get to the finish line. And then I joined like another program. It was like a $10,000 program to help me do it. And like, at a certain point, I just became so sick of myself. It's like, this is pathetic. (laughs) Look how much like energy and money you've dumped into this idea. Like just do it. And so I, I finally did it, but it took way too long. It was way too unnecessarily dramatic. Like I wish I'd done it sooner
0: because I mean, I,
1: I see even my own students like learning from me and then a few months later they're like off to the races and creating their own course. And that's great. Like, yeah, we don't need to It's funny. What do you, what do you think makes us
0: so slow to to pull the trigger on things like that? Like I understand the course thing it uh, for me for me, my biggest procrastination and my husband will like watch me do anything to avoid Uh, like for me, it's like sending quotes for projects. If I'm like, for like the one-on-one work, I'm like, I don't want to do it. Like I will do anything (laughs) else. Like I will, honestly, I'm like, I'll just organize my like click up folders and I will, I'll respond to emails that I've put off responding to for ages to avoid this other thing that I know I'm like, I need to do that. What is it that you think makes us do that? Like, why do we... And especially with courses, it's because there's such big projects. We just, uh, oh, there's so much procrastination that happens in the process. I need a deadline. Otherwise, I'm like, oh, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it is our built-in negativity bias. Yeah. That, like, even the most positive people still have. We still struggle so much to see ourselves actually being successful or like following through with something and it achieving what we dreamed it would achieve like it feels so unreal and like i couldn't do that so at the same (laughs) time as we're like dreaming up all these possibilities and really excited there's this there's this negative voice in our heads and psyches that's like no like so and so is already doing that you don't have time, you don't have an email list, you don't have very good recording equipment, you need to take this course first, you need to hire this coach to show you how. Like you're not qualified. And so it's like fighting this battle within us. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. And it's so true. Like the the um it's like this dualism of like, oh I, I can like last night actually. The other night I woke up in the middle of the night and I'm like, I have a new idea. And I sat outside, like I sat in my lounge room, wrote all my ideas down, woke up in the morning, still thinking about it. And I was like, that's an awesome idea, I reckon. By the end of the day, I was like, that idea sucks. <laughs> like it's, it's just this thing of like, we have this tension of like, that's really awesome. That could be really cool. And then at the almost in the same breath, we can be like, no, but someone else will do that. Or, you know, I'm not. I'm not qualified to do that. I totally get that. And it's a funny thing that we don't really talk about much because I think in the expert industry, it's very much like the most confident person kind of feels like, where, where did that even come from? And are they really that confident or are they faking it?
1: <laughs> like yeah. it's hard to know. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Anyway, it's that's it's really cool. I love that you're like so real about it hey, I invested a bunch of money and a bunch of time. And at the end of the day, I just had to do it. And it's actually for anyone listening who is like putting off creating a course or like building their email list or whatever it is. At the end of the day, it's just about doing it. And I think like even with quizzes, which we're gonna talk about now, I have known for myself, I'm like, I really wanna do this. So this is kind of a note to myself This is something that you can easily put off as well, but I think it's really Mm -hmm. important for us to do and to really get right, which is why we're learning from the master. So tell us, why do you think, so you use quizzes as a lead magnet. Before we kind of go into the practicals of this, can you kind of share the current state of, of lead magnets and email marketing? Are people still engaging with a typical downloadable ebook or PDF? is that type of approach still working?
1: Yeah. I mean, basically there's more competition for eyeballs and attention than ever before. And that's just going to continue. Right. Yeah. So everywhere people look, there's an ad for this free guide or, or a quiz or a webinar, like all the things. Right. And Now we have to ask ourselves as marketers and business owners, like, how do we capture people's attention and ideally create some sort of like emotional reaction within them as well? Like, how can we speak to them as the unique human beings that they are in a way that's engaging, interactive, doesn't take too much of their time, that they perceive as fun, and that maybe even gives them like a little dopamine hit? when they yeah. are done answering the questions and they get to that to that quiz result right so i think quizzes are unique in that way where you can have the interactivity you can appeal to someone's uniqueness and i mean their ego essentially and yeah. and there's some psychology behind it because we are are so curious. Like that's just our our natural state as people. We are never going to know enough about ourselves, about our unique situations, and that's sort of where they can be more powerful than alternative lead magnets. Like if you can give people the same information that they that you would give them in a free PDF or something, but it's customized and and Meant to speak to them, who they are, where they're at on their journey, what they need in this moment. That's always going to be more powerful than a one-size-fits-all formula.
0: I love that, and I think the idea that it's kind of almost, in a sense, repurposing what what you already know and what you already specialize in, and just delivering it in a different way. I think yeah. that's oh, that's absolutely. really really cool. So. Do you have any stats on, on the kind of opt-in rate for a quiz versus a webinar or, you know, versus a downloadable ebook or something like that?
1: I mean, it's really common to see like students, clients saying like, I'm getting like 10 times as many leads with my quiz. than I was with my old free guide or checklist or webinar, or whatever their wow. older thing was. And that's not to say that that's the case for everybody, but it's something that I hear a lot. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what the actual stat on that is. I think you're going to talk to Jessmine, maybe spoiler alert, yes. um, <laughs> but she'll probably know the exact stats, but often, yeah, you hear it's just way more effective than anything they've tried before. And Not just with organic signups from a homepage, but with ads specifically, like lots of students and clients who will reach out to me and be like, oh my God, I don't, I don't even think this is real. I'm getting leads for like 17 cents and like there's no amount of ad spend that I can put towards this that would be enough. For that cost wow. per lead, right? So, again, that's not always how it goes. There's some industries that are more competitive than others. But yeah, just last week, somebody messaged me who's selling uh, an e- e-commerce product for horses, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm getting 17 cent leads." <laughs> that's crazy.
0: That is crazy. Yeah. So, oh wow that that is wild. So. We all need to be doing quizzes. Quizzes are working right now. So can you unpack if someone's thinking, okay, right, I'm sold. I mean 17 cents a lead, that's pretty insane. And if you think about the lifetime value of a customer, and that they're like say that every dollar you spend on email marketing, it's like a forty four dollar return about.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's insane. Like if if mm-hmm. getting that lead only costs you 17 cents that's incredible so what like in terms of how we actually go about creating a quiz can you unpack the key types of quizzes that we can create and and really how to actually find the best one for us
1: yeah totally so i i call them the signature quiz the launch quiz and the e-commerce quiz and yeah. your signature quiz is like your core main lead magnet. It's the one that you have all over your website that you run ads to all the time or that you're always promoting in, in some sense. And the idea with that is you have a topic that's appealing to the entire spectrum of your audience, right? Mm-hmm. You might serve a very diverse audience, but it's all about finding out what those people have in common and then creating a strategy that speaks to all of them. And when you do that, you can then engineer your questions and maybe even your results to segment that audience and to determine, okay, so based on my offers and what I do and what I teach or what I sell, how do I how do I want to segment people so that I'm giving them the content that they need at this time. Yeah. And that's the that's the signature quiz. So you're constantly generating leads and segmenting them right from the very start. As soon yes. as they're on your list, you got them tagged. Like you know what they're most interested in, where they're at, what they need, and you can proceed accordingly with your follow-up funnels. And then your launch quiz is gonna be specific to a spec- an offer that you want to promote. So if you, um, we could use Amy Porterfield as an example, because she has a great quiz that brings people into her Digital Course Academy program. And that quiz is speaking specifically to people who are interested in creating and launching a course. So, we know that if they take this quiz, they're going to be a good fit for this program as long as they get, you know, one of the three results that, that says so. If they're not a yeah. fit, there's another result that points them toward another program that they should do before doing the course. So that's your launch quiz. That's, you know, only going to be active when you're in launch mode, or if it's an evergreen thing, it'll just be like running behind the scenes. You can be running ads to it and it's bringing people into that evergreen funnel. So that's a launch quiz. And then e-commerce quizzes are, you know, they're a little bit different. They're similar to a signature quiz because it's probably something that you'll have on your website all the time available for people to take. But the difference is, you can give curated product recommendations specific to someone's quiz results, what they're looking for, what their style is, whatever those parameters are. You can give them recommendations that are customized for them. So it helps to eliminate that analysis paralysis that comes up with a lot of online shopping experiences. Ah, that's so cool. So there's We've got three
0: types. What do you think is the, and I know you have a quiz that helps people to actually determine which type of quiz they should start with. And I'll definitely, we'll talk about that at the end. And I want to, I'll pop a link for that in the show notes. But if someone wants to start, so say someone wants to start with a signature quiz, for instance, can you walk us through the steps involved in actually creating that quiz? Like how do you approach once you're like, okay, cool. I know I want to create a quiz. I, I know what type of quiz. What's the next step? Like, how do we kind of unpack this?
1: Yeah. So really, it's all about reverse engineering. So looking at what the end goal would be, which most of the time, well, really the end goal is like, not just getting a customer, but retaining that customer and having them, be a huge fan for life and really loyal and coming back like that's ideally the end game. But in this circumstance, we could say that the end game would be, um, sales. So what are your offers? If you have multiple offers, if there's really like one thing that you're focused on selling, what type of person do you want to attract? Who's going to be a fit for that thing? And so I think people overcomplicate it because they think they need to know like the Enneagram, like the back of their hand or all the details of like Myers-Briggs personality types. But it can be a lot simpler than that if you simply look at it through the lens of your own experience. So if you have worked with clients, let's just say, um, or even if you have a a model where you don't have clients, but you know your customers, right? You've had thousands of conversations with them. You understand the types of people who are attracted to you. So if you were going to break it down, if you were going to do some sort of personality quiz, how would you categorize the different types of people who tend to work with you or buy from you? Like, do you have your total introvert's um, your super logic-driven, like sciencey-focused folks. Your fun-loving party people. Like really looking at it through the lens of your own experience. And then, if you don't want to do personalities, you don't have to. You can like try to identify what are the different reasons someone would buy from me or work with me. What are the you know key things that people are struggling with that they come to me for? Or what are the core desires or goals that they have? And really trying to break those things down into categories, so that you can determine what your results will be. Like, you only want to attract people who are going to be a good fit to work with you, right? You don't need to have something that's appealing to everyone. You just want to speak to your people. So I think... With a quiz, it's useful once you have a bit of experience and you know who your audience is and you know that really well, then you'll be more successful than someone who's like just starting out and just guessing. But if you do have that knowledge already, you can probably just sit down and sort of start to compartmentalize the different characteristics of the people who gravitate toward you.
0: So you start with results first, before you yeah. even sit down to start writing questions, you're thinking, where the heck am I even gonna send these people? Are you also thinking, with each result, are you thinking of a key segment that that result goes to within your email marketing system as well?
1: Yeah, and that's dependent on what's happening behind the scenes, like what offers yeah. do you have? So if you were gonna do something social media related, and I don't, I don't know what your offers are, so I'm just going to make something up. But let's yep. just say you had a course for like Instagram, one for LinkedIn, and one for Pinterest. Yep. You could determine who's going to be the best fit for each of those different courses through your questions. Love, But that. before you that do that, so cool. you want to break down like, okay, well, what am I going to tell them? in the results like is this result going to be specific to building your professional persona on linkedin and why that's important and maybe some things that they haven't thought about or that they could implement right away what are the next steps for that what do they need to believe in order to trust me as their teacher and invest in this course and that's what you're populating those results with
0: while we are talking about quizzes, it's probably a good time to let you know about Interact. This super easy online quiz maker takes the headache out of building a quiz and makes generating leads for your business. Easy. Trust me, even if you're allergic to tech, when you use Interact, you can have your quiz up and running in under an hour. You don't even have to build your quiz from scratch. You can use one of their ready-made templates to get started even quicker. Because you're a podcast listener, you can sign up to Interact and use the code Lala VIP to get 20% off your subscription. Head on over to the link in our show notes to access this sweet, sweet deal. Now, let's get back to the episode so you you have your results you have some sort of you're offering some sort of solution one way or another whether it's an offer or something else within those results then what's the next step after that so you you have clarity on okay this is the direction this is where i want our people to end up in any of these key results what what's the next step after that
1: then you get to write your questions which is really fun because whatever you've been curious about that you wish you could ask your people, this is your time to shine. You can ask them whatever you want and you can have fun with it. So there's, you know, your questions that are going to help you as the business owner to better understand your audience, who's coming into your world. And then there are questions that are just kind of fun and engaging and that give you some insight, but that also serve the purpose of making it a fun experience for your quiz takers. Right. And you've got your segmentation questions that make sure people are going to get the right results. So there's different types of questions there and they can have multiple purposes, but yeah, you can just go to town and I just tell people like, just sit down and write out every single question you wish you could ask your ideal customer.
0: And so is there a sweet spot for how many questions actually end up in the quiz?
1: Yeah, there is. It's it, You tend to see drop off after any more than 10 questions. Yeah. So 10 or less is kind of best practice, but of course, we've all taken quizzes that have like 150 questions, right? It all comes back to the positioning around it. So the more like serious assessment type quizzes where you need more information, you can have more than 10 questions, of course, but for the most part, under 10 is going to be easiest and get the best results. Yeah. And does each question,
0: so you're saying that like a lot of a lot of your approach is really about making it fun. Does each question have to give you an idea of, okay, is this person going to sit in this result or this result? Or can you kind of have some like, not fillers, but like ones that just serve the purpose of connecting and having fun?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You don't have to create a correlation for every single question.
0: Cool. Okay. So you've got your results. You've got your questions. We're trying to keep it under 10 questions then how do you come up with um, the actual, do you have any tips for coming up with the name of the quiz? Is there like a magic formula for this? Because I feel like often that's the hard part.
1: Yeah, that's the hardest part, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, so personality quizzes, anything that gives someone insight into who they are, Those are usually more popular than, you know, what's your social media score or IQ, like those types. But I like to kind of mash together an assessment style quiz with personality quizzes, because you can give someone an overview of sort of who they are and what their strengths and weaknesses might be. But also give them some actionable strategies, ideas, resources that you would have in an assessment type quiz that you know, they, they kind of work together to serve two purposes. One, you are ideally creating that emotional response from someone when you're lifting them up, telling them all the things that make them uniquely awesome and you're also being helpful giving them the tools they need to reach whatever their finish line is and you're positioning yourself as an expert as well so meshing those together and i mean when it comes to that like big idea and the overarching theme and topic of course it's super industry specific, but I always try and keep it really positive um, and benefit focused. So what's in it for them? That's always the question that they're asking themselves in their head before taking any action. What's in it for me? How is this going to improve my life? How long is it going to take? And ideally, you are sparking some curiosity as well, because we humans just we and a loop gets opened and we have to close it so all of those components are really important
0: yeah and I love that you're not just delivering so in an assessment style quiz you're not just delivering hey you scored this work on this this and this you're still weaving in that uniqueness the um, really personalized element because that seems to be the kind of secret source of the quiz is that it's personalized and interactive and people feel like they've got this unique result that makes them feel special. And so I love that you're there's something analytical and actionable and helpful while still kind of keeping it like, hey, you're really good at this, this and this and, and making them feel good at the same time. So we've got our results, we've got our questions, we have our title and we kind of have our big idea of what the quiz really is about. How long does it actually take to put a quiz together?
1: Well, it totally depends. And it's, it's a question to not just of the quiz, but of what happens after the quiz. Yeah. So if you've already got a really, amazing welcome sequence in place and your funnels are already all set up and all you need to do is get those leads and attract the people who are going to go into your funnel and buy from you, then it's a lot easier than if you have to build all of those assets, right? Yeah. I tell people if they're creating the whole quiz funnel, so the quiz leading into a bit of a welcome sequence leading into a sales sequence Um, that can be a lot of work and to give themselves like a a full quarter a full three months to build all that out because there's a lot of moving pieces if it's just the quiz part you might want to set aside a month like I have a track for people to do it in two weeks if they're really gung ho, they can totally get it done in two weeks, but it's gotta be like your kind of core focus because it does take more time than other lead magnets. There's, there's just more elements. And if you do it right, those results are going to be really thorough and, and of a quality that makes someone feel like you went above and beyond for them. That's the goal
0: totally so the the return on investment is so worth it but it does take more time up front to to put it together yeah exactly and so then when you're thinking about the tech side of it so actually putting together the the quiz what's your kind of go-to there's so many quiz programs what's your go-to quiz platform for your quizzes
1: I love Interact, they're my fave. I'm chief evangelist for Interact, so call me biased, but I (laughs) use a lot of different quiz hosting softwares and um, Interact is just by far the easiest, most seamless. They have integrations for like every email marketing system and the support that you get from them is amazing if you do run into any hiccups. So that's what I always recommend my clients and students use.
0: Great, and and we have we started setting up a quiz, but I'm going to go back through and rehash all of this now. But we've we've also been using Interact as well, and it's been super super helpful. So that's really cool to know. And and the the thing with Interact, it seems like it's quite simple. Like the steps of like here's your question. Where do you kind of if you're aligning that response to a result. Here's how you do it. Like, it seems like it's quite straightforward and kind of foolproof.
1: Oh (laughs) yeah. that's the easy part. Like the actual setting up the tech side is easy peasy. You can do it in under an hour.
0: Right. It's just the getting into your customer's brain and thinking about the questions, (laughs) thinking about the responses, making it fun as well. And how important do you think it is that the quiz is fun?
1: Well, I mean, it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that people get what they need. And that's not always, you're not always able to do that in a fun way. Like there are some topics that just aren't the most fun and they're a little bit heavier, more serious, and that's okay. So it's definitely not an end end all be all like have fun or else. (laughs) it's just a nice to have kind of thing. (laughs) And you talk a little bit
0: about interactive empathy marketing. And I feel like this really ties in well with quizzes. What does that mean? And how do we actually start to incorporate that more in our marketing and also in our quizzes when we start making these bad boys?
1: Yeah, totally. Well, there's like this whole idea of an interactive empathy ecosystem that I've sort of been noodling on for the last year and a half. And within that ecosystem, there's the sun, seeds, soil, water, and the seasons. And the sun represents 80% of all the energy that comes into an ecosystem in real life and in your business and the sun is you essentially so it's the energy and the and the inspiration and the vision that you bring to the table as that owner founder whatever you want to call yourself so the empathy piece sort of like it's having empathy and understanding for yourself and what your own strengths are and What kind of business and life do you want to build? Because it's you sitting in the driver's seat. And often we forget that. We want to put someone else in the driver's seat, right? Like we want the coach to tell us what to do. We want the course that's going to make the path really easy. But that's all an illusion. Like it's it's up to us. So really being clear on what you want to build, who you want to attract into your world, how you want to do that, what you stand for. And that's sort of the the starting point. So from there, having empathy for your audience, for your people, that starts with just experience and having conversations and working with people and seeing them succeed. And the quiz is sort of the secondary thing to that. Once you know that stuff, once you know your audience, you can create the quiz to speak to those things that you are, you've already figured out through experience, like what, what they want, what they're struggling with, what goes through their head when they think of this problem that you can help them solve. So really it's get like getting into their heads and hearts and speaking that back to them and that builds trust like nothing else, right? Like we read something from someone and they echo our experience perfectly. We're going to trust them. They know what they're talking about. Yeah. So that's sort of the empathy piece. It's not like, it's not this wishy-washy thing. It's really just having that deep understanding and threading that throughout all of your marketing. Your quiz is this, interactive component that allows you to build empathy at scale because you're asking questions, you're getting feedback constantly whenever it's running, right? You can look at that data and those analytics and have an even deeper understanding and a deeper sense of empathy. And then you can weave that through all of your communication, all of your emails, all of your social media, how you speak to someone one-on-one like it's it's all in there and um and that's where you're building soil right like soil it takes thousands of years to build just a few inches of topsoil, <laughs> and in your business it's not thousands of years but like the more you learn and understand and develop empathy and create solutions for people the richer your soil will become and so you're you're not doing the things that are like depleting it and never giving back, which is so common in the online business world. It's like, oh, I'll just be an affiliate marketer and make boatloads of cash and then like what next? Where's the longevity in that? But with this system, it's designed to be sustainable.
0: Yeah, I love I love that approach because I think and I love that you're saying empathy is not wishy-washy because I think sometimes it can be like, oh, just sit in your feelings and woo. Yeah. And it's like, actually, it's really actionable and it's, it's getting real feedback live. Like, that's the cool thing about the quiz is you're getting feedback from your people live. And if no one is ending up in one of these results, then you know that, oh, okay, that's really interesting. Like, do people really even want that offer? Do people need that mm-hmm. offer? So it's a really mm-hmm. cool not just a lead magnet, but a really cool business exercise as well. Right. That's awesome. And one final question on quizzes, what do you do? Like just quickly, what do you do if no one engages with your quiz? What's your first thought? If you're like, no one's clicked through on this.
1: Well, really, you want to avoid that at all costs by just doing (laughs) the preliminary research that's going to make that not even be possible. So having that really good understanding of what your audience wants, what they're struggling with, speaking to those things in your title and description, and ideally, like sitting down, coming up with. 10, 20 different quiz ideas, which is really time consuming and most of them will suck, but it's sort of part of that process. And then refining that list to maybe three to five that you think are decent, that people might dig and polling your ideal audience. So not like your friends and family, but people who would actually be a fit for what you sell polling them asking them like which of these resonates most what are you most attracted to and then using that information to move forward
0: yes i love it so it's all in the pre preliminary work that you do and if you if you do create a quiz that you're like no one not many people really clicked through on that then you know you kind of have to go back to that preliminary idea of why hasn't this resonated And how do I come back to what my ideal customer really want and what's in it for them? I love that question. What's Mm -hmm. in it for them?
1: Yeah, that is so,
0: so helpful. Um, Now, can you tell us a little bit about your quiz on how the heck to find out your quiz type?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's the most meta quiz there is. (laughs) is. (laughs) So you can take the quiz and determine which type of quiz is going to be the best fit for
0: your biz. And it rhymes. I love it. I love that it rhymes too. That's so good. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes for that, that quiz, because it's really, that'll be really helpful to get started. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, cool. I need to start a quiz. I have no idea what type is right for me. Then jump on over to the quiz from Shanti, because that is, I called you Shanti, Shanti. I'm doing okay. my, I'm doing my like weird Australian A. I don't know. <laughs> Jump on over the quiz from Shanti and you will figure out where the heck you should start and what type of quiz you should be doing. Shanti, you have been incredible. Thank you so much for your wisdom. I'm, all of these things I'm like, oh gosh, we need to get started on this ASAP. So thank you so much for sharing today. I know our audience will love it. So thank you for joining us. Where can people find you on Instagram and where can people connect with you more?
1: Uh, Thanks for having me. I am at Shanty Zach on Instagram and (laughs) I think Shanty Zach Copy on Facebook. Amazing.
0: Well, thank you so much. And I hope that you have a glorious day. Thank you to everyone for listening. What a wizard. I hope that you feel inspired to create a quiz for your business. Now, whether you're in e-commerce, whether you are a service provider, course creator, whether you're just starting out in list building, this is such a powerful strategy that is working really, really well right now. And we're seeing incredible results from quizzes so it's a really really cool way to start to build your email list build that interactive personalized connection with your audience I encourage you to get on it now as always you can join our Facebook group to continue the conversation just search my business playbook and you will find us right there I will see you same time same place next week I hope that you have a wonderful week go get them